he who has a why can bear almost any how. Frederick Nietzsche. Huge. I mean, what an intro. I'm going to start doing that if I want, if I feel like it. Nice little quote to get us started on each podcast episode. Look at me, who have I become? New podcast Wednesday. I told you I'm not messing around anymore. But that little quote, I love it. I heard it. Well, I've heard it many times. I've read about it. It's beautiful. And I wanted to start the episode with that. And the episode today is going to be a little bit about, a little bit about, what was that? A little bit about goal setting. I know that sounds boring. Oh, jeez. It sounds so boring, goal setting, doesn't it? We're going we're gonna to make it sexy today. We're going to spice it up. And it's going to be about the importance of having a goal, having a target, having something to aim at. Now, this is something that's come up a lot in my work recently. My emails, my podcasts, some of my social media content. You know, because it's really important and it's topical at the moment. A lot of the work I'm doing with clients that I'm working with at the moment, it, it's coming up. So I thought, you know what? Let's talk about it today. And I want to talk a little bit about the importance of not only setting goals and targets and visions, but also why that's important from many different angles. Because I was talking to a lovely person this morning on a, on a call and, you know, this topic came up and it's so easy for us to just drift through life, you know, myself included, like, you know, we're all guilty. I'm not sure is the word, but you know what I mean? We're all, we can, we all do this. Um, and you know, we have different phases of life where we're a bit beat down, we're a bit beat up and we just don't think we can do things and we're not, we don't have that much confidence or belief in ourselves. So it makes sense that in those moments of life that we're not that excited to be like, oh, I'm going to go after this goal. I'm so excited about it because we're not. A lot of people going in those phases when life's difficult. We talked about this last week. You know, when life is difficult and you're, you know, you're almost at the bottom of the mountain and you're looking at the top and you're thinking, I want to get up there, but I'm so low right now. Where do I even begin? It's that old cliche of, you know, one step at a time, but also knowing where you're going. So we're not climbing the wrong mountain. That's what goal setting is. That's what creating a bit of a pathway or vision for your future is. That's all it is. But then it's not saying that we're going to just jump up there or get the telecabine. That's what we call it in France. You know what I mean? That little thing that takes you up there. That's not how we do it. That's not the reality. We have to walk up there. We have to crawl up there one day at a time. It takes years. Sorry, I know that's not sexy, but it does. And then we might get to the summit. And like we talked about last week, it's that the smallest door is going to be open, you know, and we, we have to accept that that's maybe all we can manage to start with, crawling through that little door to get us up, up you know, into the, into the house, using that analogy, but sort of onto the mountain, using the mountain analogy, I love an analogy, but you get my point, I hope. And so a lot of us, because we're maybe not in the best headspace, we're struggling with some things, we don't even see the point in setting a goal because we think, I can't do it. We've already sort of defeated ourselves before we've even had a go. We've almost had a little look at the mountain and thought, oh, that would be nice, but there's no chance I can do it. There's no way. 
So we then just keep walking, moving off, moving away from the mountain, right? But goal setting says, do you know what? I'm actually going to sit down a little bit. I'm going to sit down in the national park, looking at the mountains. I don't know why, but I'm thinking of Yosemite. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's what's just come up in my mind. Nice mountains there, I think. A nice forest and parks. Anyway, that's not the point, right? Look, I'm a visual person. Hope you're there with me. Goal setting saying, I'm going to look at these mountains. I'm going to pick a path. I'm going to pick one I want to climb. And I'm going to say that that's where I want to head. That's where I'm going to go. I know it's going to be hard, but that's what I want to make my life's work. That's what I want to attack. And I'm going to just start at the bottom because it's the only place to start and I'm going to climb up. And I don't care how long it takes me. That's what goal setting is. And that's what we want to talk about today. And I want to share a little quote with you, just because I love a quote, if it's good, on this very topic. If goals aren't specified, the person will wander around in life with a dull ache of continued hopelessness and a vague sense of failure. Refusing to acknowledge an issue is an issue in itself and worsens that you wish to ignore. The pain from failing to begin is greater than the one for trying and failing. So admit your failures, list your goals, act on them, and keep track of your accomplishments to avoid that. Right? That's it, isn't it? That's a great example. Because, and this came up in the call this morning I had, I understand why people don't want to set goals. I understand why I haven't in the past, or I've got a bit scared of being too specific on a goal. And it makes sense. Because if we're so specific, what's happened? We've then, we've then basically put out on paper, this is what I want. This is what I would like to create, build and achieve. And now I have not only a target to aim at, but also a very clear idea of whether or not I'm failing. <laughs> so when there's no goal, when we just coast, when we just go through the motions of, oh, I kind of like this. So, you know, we hear people do this all the time, right? Maybe you, you can relate to this. When we have the attitude of like, oh, I'd like to change. I'd like to create this. Or I'd like to do this. Or I'd like my life to be a bit better. I'd like my health to be a bit better. I'd like to create. But that's all where it stops. So it's no wonder that's where it stops. So we don't get any further on it because we've not, we've got nothing to hold ourselves accountable to, if that makes sense. Because it's too fluffy. It's too vague. So... And subconsciously, we're kind of giving ourselves an out already by not committing to anything because it's easier. We can just say, I'd kind of like that, be nice, but that's not going to cut it, is it? Because that's not going to drive the actions to get the result that you're after. Certainly not. It's going to do the opposite. It's going to make you just be like, well, I've got nothing to work towards anyway, so what's the point? So it's kind of like we know what we're doing, but equally, it doesn't really make sense why we're doing that. Until now, hopefully, to you. Because it's giving us an out. It's saying that I don't have to admit when I've messed up or when I'm not heading in the right direction. 
I don't have to call myself on my BS when I'm not taking action in line with where I want to go. Because if I don't have anywhere I'm going, I can then just be very vague and fluffy with my my self-talk, my attitude towards my, towards myself, right? So that's why we don't set goals. That's why we don't even attempt to get on the mountain. I'm going with the mountain analogy. Bloody love it. Bit cheesy, I know. Because then we can say, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to climb. And now I know, I don't know the exact path. I don't know what it's how it's going to turn, what the twists are, what the turns are. I don't know where the obstacles are going to be. I don't know where the challenges are going to be. But I'm willing to say that I'm going to take one step onto this path and I'm going to climb to the top, the goal, the target, the aim, the thing I'm focusing on. That's very different than saying, I don't really know where I want to go, what I want to do. The challenge is, once we've done that, we have something that we can say to ourselves whether we're either doing it or we're not. And that's difficult for people. And that's why people avoid it. Because they don't like that conversation with themselves. They don't like to admit, we don't like to admit that We've said we want to do things, this thing, and we're not doing it. We've said we want to climb that proverbial mountain. We're not stepping foot on it. Or we've taken two steps up and then we've walked well off it and thought, nah, it's too hard. That's hard for us to accept. But as this quote says, if, you're, if you don't specify the goal, you're just going to wander around anyway. And you'll have this continued hopelessness and a vague sense of failure no matter what. So you're better off getting on the bloody mountain, having a go, learning as you go, and realizing that it's actually a positive thing and it's only an upside because there's going to be the failure element, quote unquote, no matter what you do, whether you have the goal or not. There's that vague sense of, oh, I'm just a failure. I can never do anything. I'm hopeless. Or there's that, oh God, I didn't do it. I didn't actually do that thing I wanted to do. Now I've set the goal. I know when I'm calling myself out and I know when I'm doing the things where I'm not doing the things. So that can be intense for people because that can hurt. But guess what? It's the better alternative because not only are you now being honest with yourself, you can actually have something to be honest to yourself with and about. I think that phrase made sense. You can actually say, uh, yeah, I didn't, I messed up. That thing I did, I'm supposed to be doing this. I didn't do it. You know, I was supposed to go for my walks this week or I was supposed to eat a bit better this week. I was supposed to get to bed a bit early this week. I didn't do it. I know I've got this goal to say I want to get healthy. I want to work on this, this, and this. I didn't do it. But that's a darn sight better. I can't believe I just said that word. Than saying, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just coasting, just doing anything, just trying to get by. It's not going to cut it. At least you can be honest and hold yourself to a standard now if you've got goals. You can say, I'm not doing it or I am doing it. And then you can tweak and adjust. Without the goal, we can't tweak and adjust because we don't know where we're heading. We don't know what we're doing right or wrong. Right? We've got no idea where we're going, whether we're coming or going. So I would argue it's a much healthier way of dealing with, quote unquote, failure. I'm not even sure that's the right word or messing up. Because it's going to be there anyway. That's something I want to get through to you. It's not like you avoid the feeling of failure and messing up by not pursuing something. That's an easy out that we think is going to happen. That's why we do it. 
but that's there anyway. And it's an even worse sense of messing up, failure, hopelessness, because it's just there in the background, feeling like we're a loser, not doing anything, not going anywhere. That hurts more. I'd way rather take the opposite approach, which says, I'm going to have a go at this thing. And it might change as I go. Like I said, the pathway might change directions. I might start on this one mountain and then actually I go up halfway and I think, do you know what? This was the wrong mountain. <laughs> but guess what I've learned on the way? A lot more than if I stayed at the bottom. And then I climb back down. I'm going to learn things on the way down. And then I start going up that other one. And I'm an even better, stronger, more powerful, more determined, more developed individual. That's way better. And I'd argue those failures, it's not even a failure. That's bloody success, in my opinion, as far as I'm concerned. It's actually just shown us that we want to do something different. We want we need to go a different direction. But none of that would have happened if we didn't even take if we didn't take the first step to go on to the first mountain or the first thing we're trying to improve in our life. I hope you get this analogy. Bloody good, isn't it? Right? Way better than just wandering around at the bottom of it, of all of them in the national park going, oh yeah, that's too hard. That's too hard. That's too hard. Can't do that. Can't do that. Never been good at that. Oh, I won't be able to do that. Rubbish. That's the worst, way worse sense and feeling of failure and hopelessness. I'd pick the other one every day of the week. And remember, refusing to acknowledge an issue is an issue in itself and worsens, right? The pain from failing to begin is greater than the one for trying and failing. That's what I just said. So admit your failures, list your goals, act on them, and keep track of your accomplishments to avoid that. And that's the other thing. Once you've gone up and you've done a few little things, you've maybe gone further than you've ever gone before on your journey of trying to improve yourself, your health, your life, whatever. That's something to celebrate. That's something to be proud of. That's something to say, do you know what? I'm not where I want to be yet. I've got a long way to go, but my God, am I moving in the right direction? Even if it isn't the right direction initially, it's still the right direction because you're moving, you're having a go and you're acting on those goals and targets and things you want to work towards. And then you can be honest with yourself and say, I messed that bit up. I didn't do as well as I could have done there this week. I messed a few things up there. I don't beat myself up. I don't berate myself. I accept it. I learn from it and I move on. And I use that to fuel me to move forward and to be a better version of myself. And then I keep progressing one step at a time, one day at a time, climbing up that beautiful mountain. And I feel bloody proud and confident and I gain more belief with every step that I take. And I want to share with you another quote from the gate, <laughs> the gate, from the great Jordan. B. Peterson, that explains exactly what I just said in a much nicer way. I love it. I love throwing in a few quotes. Helps helps me with talking about what I'm talking about. He says, why refuse to specify the outcome? Because while you are failing to define success, you are also refusing to define failure to yourself so that if and when you fail, you won't notice and it won't hurt. But that won't work. You cannot be fooled so easily. You will instead carry with you a continual sense of disappointment in your own being and the self-contempt that comes along with that and the increasing hatred for the world that all of that generates. It's quite heavy, but
but I love it. But again, just reiterates the point I was making beautifully. So those of you out there listening, thinking that it's 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 a positive thing, not specifying, because it's it's actually helping you in some way. It's not. And I think you know deep down it's not. But I get that it's scary. I understand. I understand that as soon as you put pen to paper and you say, actually, I've said this is what I want, this is what I would like to achieve, this is what I this is where I would like to go. It's scary because then you have to hold yourself accountable. And you know, when you look in the mirror, did I make a one step towards that or not? And I get that's hard for people. I do. But it's way better than the alternative. Because like all those beautiful quotes I've just explained, much better than me, that feeling of failure, and trying to trying to run away from, if I don't do it, I won't experience those things. You will. They're going to be there in the background anyway. You cannot outrun that stuff. You cannot run away from that stuff. It's going to be there. So I'd much rather my own life, and for you, which is why I'm trying to share this message with you today, that you actually accept maybe, you know, if you've never done it before, maybe this message and that email I sent yesterday, is a time to go, do you know what? I've got to set some targets. I've got to set some aims. I've got to set some goals. I've got to set some outcomes. I've got to write down and really think about where I want to go and what I want to do. And like I said in the email yesterday, most people never do that. Most people never ask those big questions because they don't want to admit that they that's what they really want. And they might not be able to get there. And they also realize that it's going to be a lot of work to get there. But what's the alternative? Just coasting, getting by, sitting around at the bottom, just, just passing time. That's not a good alternative. I was saying to this, on this call I had this morning, that's what we're here for. We're here to, you know, it's cheesy, but it's that hero's journey. Oh, it's so cheesy, but so bloody good at the same time. That's what we're here for, to climb the mountain, yielding our sword, right? That's purpose. That's bloody passion. That's a life well lived. Helping people on the way, getting yourself better, becoming a better version of yourself, enjoying the journey, enjoying the process, all that cheesy stuff, but we love it. And then making other people better at the same time. That's what we're here for. We're not here to just chill at the bottom, relax down there. We're not relaxed anyway talked about this this morning too it's like choosing your heart choosing the discomfort right you you choose all the comfort nice fluffy stuff now you'll be very uncomfortable later but if you choose the more challenging the more difficult uncomfortable pathway and life now you're going to become stronger and you're going to be more comfortable later right That's what it's about. That's why we're bloody here, right? We're not here to just chill, feet up on the beach in the Maldives. That's not why we're here. We're here to progress, to grow, to get better, to make our own life better, to help people in our close, you know, family better, support them, pick them up, build them up, and then help our wider community as well one day. Who knows? Who knows what we can become? Who knows who we can help? Who knows what impact we can have? It's beautiful. But it really starts with saying, okay, I've got, to, I've got to try and think about and figure out where I'm headed. 
where I'm going, what am I doing? And realize that that's going to have some uncomfortable feelings around that. But that's way better than the alternative of saying, just close my eyes to it. Doesn't matter. I can't do it anyway. What's the point? That's not going to cut it. That's not what we want. And if all that stuff didn't inspire you and make you think, you know what, I need to set a goal. I need to start creating some aims and some targets and some things that I'm heading towards, right? Because I've realized a few things on that first 20 minutes of this episode. If that hasn't done it, this next bit will, I hope anyway. Everyone wants to feel good, right, on their journey. Everyone wants positive emotion. Everyone wants to create that feeling like they're heading in the direction of something valuable and something that they value in their life. We always talk about this idea that it's actually not the goal necessarily that gives you that feeling and makes you feel so amazing and proud. Don't get me wrong. If you do reach a goal, you feel good about it, of course, but it's more the pursuit of the person you're becoming and the enjoyment is more in the pursuit of the goal of where you're heading. That's actually more valuable. And there's a more technical term with this and more technical, you know, information around this very idea. So it's not just like, you know, take my word for it. Yeah, enjoy the journey, all that sort of stuff. And it's who you become, not the goal itself. It actually is true. And we call this the incentive reward system. I think that's the technical term. And it's the underlying circuitry is dopaminergic. I think that's how you say that word. Dopamine, you all know what that is. The feel-good emotion, right? So that state, that reward system, I think it's as old as the, the system and the circuitry that tells you when you're thirsty and hungry. So that's how old it is. I think it's in the hypothalamus of the brain. Could be wrong got to check that out probably should have checked it before i recorded this bit but my point there is and that incentive reward system is actually um stimulated i'm not sure if that's the right word but it's it's at work and it's at play when you are heading towards a valued goal that you value and that creates more positive emotion in your life which is what we all want And there's a theory to say that if you don't have a valued goal and if you don't, if you aren't heading towards something that you value, you experience less, significantly less of that positive emotion. And that, because that incentive reward system isn't at work. So you've got something in your brain, layman's terms, that you can actually use to help you on your journey simply by stating an aim, a target, a goal, something that you value, something that you're working towards. That is going to help you feel better, create more dopamine, be more positive, have more of that great feeling that you want. We all want. Who doesn't want that? And it comes from a valued goal and heading towards something. That's pretty amazing when you think about it. And when that incentive reward system's at work, because of the dopamine element, it is part of the exploratory circuit, which basically allows us to feel like we're in something, engaging in something valuable and meaningful, heading towards something important. And that's amazing. 
And we tend to associate positive emotions with reward. Like we were saying before, we get that thing, we assume it's going to make us happy and feel good. But there are actually two types of positive emotions. I'm going to discuss them now. Very, very important. This is huge. One being consumatory reward, which is associated with satiation. You're hungry, you eat, you're thirsty, you drink, right? That's as old as time, that system, that circuitry in the brain. And that is, we, you know, we get the reward. We have the signal, we get the reward, we eat, we drink. The problem with that one is once we've eaten, once we've had a drink, it kind of shuts off, so to speak. But then the next reward system is the incentive reward, which is what we've talked a little bit about before, which is something we use to our advantage on this journey we're embarking on. And it's what constantly keeps us moving forward. And because the incentive reward system is dopaminergic, that's a great word, it's actually analgesic as well, literally, which means if you're engaged in something meaningful and it's a valuable pursuit in line with where you're trying to go, you actually experience less pain on the journey, literally, physically, emotionally, everything else, Lee. Huge. Surely not, Ed. What? Surely not. Yes. Right. Let's use an example. Think about an athlete, one of your favorite athletes that has a goal in the short term to win the game, right? Professional athlete. This is, you know, not you know, not, you know, junior stuff. I'm talking when there are millions of dollars on the line, an athlete will break their hand and still manage to play the game. Afterwards, of course, they're going to be in agony, but you get that point. You see what I'm saying? That is an example of that system, of that circuitry at play. A valued goal. I know where I'm going. I know what we need to do. I'm going to do anything to get there, right? This is quite an extreme example, but you get my point. No matter what happens, I'm actually going to experience less pain. Even if I've broken my hand, I've got a goal to finish this game, to win the game, to make millions of dollars for our team. So I will figure it out. I will get through it because I will be basically using these systems to work for me, the incentive reward system. I've got a meaningful goal. No matter what happens, it's dopaminergic, it's analgesic love those words. And that means I experience less pain on the path to getting where I want to go. That's unbelievable. That is an example for you right there. So how does that work in your life? Well, it works like this. It's going to be hard regardless, doing what you want to do, trying to get to where you want to go. But without a goal, without a focus, without a meaningful pursuit, a valued direction of where we're trying to head, we've got no chance. And actually, like we talked about those reward systems, it's not just about the um, the, the reward that you get specifically, it's actually, you can get rewards if you want to call it that along the way with the incentive reward system, as you are pursuing, as you are moving forward, you're getting little bits of reward, little bits of feeling good. And we've done a little bit of the science, the psychology behind how that works and why that works. Amazing, isn't it? Sensational. And this is why some of you listening are going, actually, you know, maybe I didn't fully understand the science behind it, but I actually, I can understand that. I can see that in my own experience of when I have pursued something, even subconsciously, you weren't even aware of it. 
fully, but you were like, actually, I had that goal once 10 years ago and I really enjoyed trying to get it, trying to pursue it, having a go. It was, I didn't even need the goal to feel great about myself. I actually just enjoyed learning and growing as I was moving forward towards it. That's this thing we're talking about. Um, and as you can see, there's some systems and circuits at play that are as old as time, a long, long time ago. They've been there. They are still there in our brain and we can use them to our advantage. How cool is that? We can almost, not trick, but we can almost understand. This is why I like to share this stuff because we can understand these things and then use them for us, for ourselves on our own journey. And without knowing this stuff, well, it's impossible to use it for us because we don't know about it. But also to be able to say that, okay, it's not now just about setting a goal. I think this is where people go wrong. They set the goal sometimes, but then they forget about how long it's going to take, how hard it's going to be, how much work and effort it's going to take. So they almost either don't bother setting the goal or they set the goal, it's a bit weak, and then they just go, oh, I can't do that anyway, just walk away. But once you understand that actually setting the goal is the first step, setting the outcome, setting the direction, so important, but then knowing that you're not going to get it next week, but knowing that the enjoyment will come from the process as you're progressing, as you're getting a little bit better, that is the enjoyment. That is the reward. You see? So hopefully if you can really see that and understand that and accept that, it's going to make your job a lot easier because now you're no longer looking at it like, oh my God, I've got to do that thing. It's just so hard. I hate it. Well, maybe if that's the goal, we should, maybe we should change the goal because we don't want you to hate it. We want you to enjoy it. But you see what I mean? Now you can be like, oh, okay, I've got the goal. I'll set the goal and I'll understand that actually I can enjoy the process more than just words. Oh, enjoy the process. Actually, it's a psychological mechanism at play that's helping you on the journey to get to that goal and to enjoy the process in the pursuit of the goal. Beautiful stuff, isn't it? Huge, huge. Now I could talk about this all day, but let's have a quick summary. I want to keep this sub 40 minutes if I can. What have we talked about, right? When you get home from dropping the kids off, um, I need you to write some notes. I don't do it when you're in the car. You're going to get home. Hopefully, if nothing else you got from this episode that may be setting a goal, it's probably a good approach, potentially a good plan of attack. I hope you got that from this episode. Um, and hopefully you also realized a few more things about goal setting. It's not just, it's so easy. You know, everyone says it. I get it. Set a goal, have a vision, create a vision board. You know, a bit cheesy, I get it. But hopefully you've realized if you can actually set a decent, meaningful valuable goal that you want to pursue and that will make your life a little bit better for the very fact of pursuing something, then that's what you got to do. And that's worthwhile or more than worthwhile is life changing. Um, and hopefully you've also realized that not only is it just about setting the goal, it's about understanding that you can't sort of out trick, if that's a phrase, your mind for the reason that most people avoid setting a goal because they're worried about, you know, then having to deal with the failure and the feeling of failure if they don't achieve the goal, which is why a lot of people, I think, don't set goals in the first place. But we've just realized that failure, and we talked about this at the start of the episode, is going to be there, that feeling, that underlying frustration 
disappointments there anyway when we don't set anything because we just coast through life. We don't want that. So goal setting, setting something that's inspiring, meaningful, valuable to you. First step, huge. Secondly, hopefully you realize that not only is it about setting the goal, but also you're going to have these system circuits at play helping you on the journey, helping you with this stuff that you're doing. So hopefully you've learned a bit about that today, that it's not just set goal, move forward, you know, grind out through my life, hate every moment, hate every day, trying to get to this thing that I'm trying to, you know, the end result, rubbish. There is no end result, constant pursuit. And the enjoyment actually comes from the pursuit. Huge. I've said that a few too many times today, but I'm inspired by this show myself, this pod. I tell you what, I'm getting to work after this. I'm ready to run through some walls. I don't know about you. Wow. So that's the summary. When you get home, write out some notes. What do you want? What are you trying to create? Where do you want to go? What mountain are you going to climb? You know what, I was about to hang up then, but then I thought, you know what, I want to keep going. I'm enjoying this. Hopefully you are too. If not, you can always turn it off, come back to it later. But I wanted to think about another little quote that I enjoy from a man named Frederick Nietzsche. I mean, who am I? Who have I become? More than a PT. Um, he says, he who has a why can bear almost any how. Huge. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means something else to look at you know this is for advanced class right if you do nothing else but the first half an hour of this episode you'll change your life second part advanced class is asking why what's the why why am i doing this why do i want the goal why am i trying to climb that mountain to head over there to try and achieve that thing what's it for why now, you know, I'm, I don't know, many of you might know a man named Simon Sinek, great man like Simon. Um, I'm sure we'll connect one day. He has a book called Start With Why. You know, again, it's one of those phrases that is a little bit cliche, but well, a lot of the cliche stuff is true. That's why it's cliche. But it's the idea that, you know, have a big why, have a big reason. Because again, these things, the way I look at it is there are, I like to give you tools that's what this show is about. That's what my emails are about. That's what my content stuff's about. I want to provide you with some tools that help me, that might help you on the journey. And it's not about throwing you thousands of tools and then doing nothing with any of them. It's about giving you a few key ones. And this is another one when it comes to this pursuit of a valuable, meaningful goal in your life. Why are we doing it? Maybe it's for the kids. Maybe it's because you want to create a better life for yourself, first and foremost. Maybe you want to create a better career. Maybe you want to be a provider. Maybe you want to do more for yourself, more for your family. Maybe you want to just create more. You want to do more, all these things. But why? What's the why? The deep, meaningful why? Advanced class. Because as Nietzsche says, he or she who has a why can bear almost any how. So the how doesn't really matter. We'll figure out the how. That's another thing people say, how am I going to do it? Yeah, I've got this thing, Ed. How the hell am I going to do it? Don't worry. The how will reveal itself in good time. The how is none of your business. The why and the what is your business. And then the how will unfold 
as time passes, as you progress. So that's something else I wanted to just add in there. And while I've got you, why not? It's my show and keep it going. (laughs) What happens if you don't change? What happens if you don't attack this goal? What happens if you don't try and improve your life? What happens if you don't pursue something meaningful? Well, we talked a bit about what happens. We have this underlying feel of help, feeling, sorry, of helplessness, of bitterness, anger, frustration. When we don't pursue anything worthwhile, we just coast through life. We've talked about that, so that's one thing. But what, what else happens? You know, what's, what's the kind of future that you're trying to avoid? I wrote a good email about this the other day. Because that's something also to think about. Again, advanced class, really important to have the vision, the goal, the positive thing we're aiming towards. But you know what? It's also quite helpful, quite beneficial to at least reflect on what's the alternative and that what happens if I don't do this and if I don't at least attempt this thing and try to move forward. Because I always tell people there's no sort of standing in the middle. There's no, there's no staying where you are. You're either progressing moving forward, getting a little bit better every single day, tiny little increments. I don't care. I'm not asking you to change the world tomorrow. Just asking you to do little changes, little bits of progress over time, little bits of compounding, and that will positively compound on itself. So that's great. That's huge to know. But you're either doing that or you're moving backwards. You're not just sitting in the middle, standing. You're not, there's never standing still, right? And I think this is a misconception people have. They assume that again, if I'm not pursuing a goal, it doesn't really matter. So I'm just chilling, I'm just doing my thing, I'm just staying where I am. It's not terrible, life's not awful. You know, I'm getting by. Is that what you want to do? Just get by, just scrape by the bare minimum? No, I don't think so. I don't want to. I don't think you do either, if you or else you wouldn't be listening to this pod. So maybe something else to add to your little notes today or whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully you've realized, amazing to get where I want to go, create that vision. But also, what happens if I don't change? What happens if I go backwards? What happens if I get worse? What's the future that I really want to avoid? Because that actually has been proven in psychology to drastically improve, significantly improve your chances for getting even closer to that dream vision, dream goal, because you've now got something you're working towards and you've also got something you're working away from. Think about it like a pulling, pushing system. Most people have zero, no thing they're trying to get away from and nothing they're moving towards. And they wonder why they're just coasting, chilling in the middle. Stop saying the word chilling. I never used that word. I don't know why I did today, twice in that last sentence. Yet my point. If you can get this, you can have two massive drivers to move you towards the future that you want to create for yourself, for your family. You've got something you're avoiding, something you're moving towards. And you've got a why now, so you can bear almost any anyhow. I messed it up. I messed it up. It was perfect. I messed it up. Take two. You've got a why now. So you can bear almost anyhow.
Well, that's it. That's it for today. Really hope that episode helps. Really, really hope that made a positive impact on your day. And hopefully, who knows, one day your life. Um, why we should set goals and targets. That's why. Much love to you all. Share the episode if you want with your family and your friends. And that's how we grow the show. Rate it if you want. Give me a cheeky rating. Five stars. It's amazing. Everyone should listen. You know, a little review. Just give you some ideas. And uh, we'll go from there. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Much love to you all. Take care of yourselves. You need anything, I'm here. I'm always a message away. Always an email away. Always a Instagram DM away. Let me know if you enjoyed the show. Share it if you want on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it. I love all that. And uh, we'll go from there. Much love to you all. Enjoy. Have a great day. Talk soon. Cheers.